Greetings humans and welcome to another edition of uh, Lefteris Ask Science. It's uh, very nice to talk to you again and uh, thank you for the support this far. So, uh, today's episode is a bit different since uh, there is no interviewee. I will be the one talking all the time and I'd like to discuss the scientific method. I will use my work during my PhD as an example to explain the steps each scientist takes to do and publish his work. And we will see why in science it's never just a theory. But first, if you have any questions, suggestions, or any comments about the show or anything, use the hashtag LefteriesAskScience and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts and share it so that more questions will be answered. So, as I have said, I did my PhD in the Mechanical Engineering Department of the National University of Singapore, and more specifically, I dealt with acoustics. Specifically, I tried to see how the piezoelectric property could be used for sound absorption. But I feel it would be easier to understand if we go through the steps of the scientific method, so we basically discover what I did together. Step number one. Make an observation or observation. This is the part where you try to define what is the field that you're working in. In my case, there are kind of two observations here because firstly, there is noise and secondly, there is this thing that called the piezoelectric effect. Now let's explain these things for a bit. Firstly, there is noise and that is easy to understand since there are cars, there is construction, there is me talking through your headphones trying to make a sound so there is noise everywhere the second one is for me an observation but for somebody else that studies that effect is not but for the purpose of my research we're working with a class of materials that basically when you press them on one axis then they produce a current on one of the axes that's a very simple way to explain the piezoelectric materials Onwards with the second step now is where we ask questions about the observation and we gather information. Here is where the literature review aspect happens. I spent months and months researching, reading and trying to find out how the piezoelectric materials are used in the noise mitigation field. Now at that time I found that there were people that use piezoelectric materials to make speakers and use them to, for active noise cancellation like the noise cancellation phenomenon that we use for headphones. There's another way that people were using piezoelectric materials in combination with some electronics and they were damping some some of the vibrations. But the questions that we had was how someone could use the piezoelectric effect and the piezoelectric material for sound absorption, meaning the foams that people use in studios and construction to absorb echoes and what would happen if we added the piezoelectric effect. On to step number three, which is form a hypothesis. Here's where the fun and quote-unquote funny things start. The hypothesis we formed when we started the work is that the piezoelectric effect has an effect on the sound absorption property of foams. We hypothesized that after the months and months of reading And it kind of made sense that since the piezoelectric property helped in other aspects of noise mitigation, it makes sense that it helps in sound absorption. However, we didn't know how. 
We were obviously hoping that it's in a positive way because that would be helpful in applications, but in science, even negative results would have given us a better understanding of how sound absorption in this particular case works. Step number four is test the hypothesis in a reproducible experiment. I'm emphasizing reproducible because this is something that is extremely important in what scientists do. There is no merit to any experiment that I do here that cannot be replicated in any other place in the world. So what I do as an experiment needs to be in a controlled environment. So what people in Australia can do, the same time people in Denmark can do, and so on and so forth. So for my work, we did multiple experiments trying to isolate the piezoelectric effect. In sound absorption, there are different mechanisms that take place so that the energy gets dissipated in the foams. It's very hard to experimentally isolate each mechanism. So we did experiments and simulations trying to keep every aspect of the material the same except the addition or exclusion of the piezoelectric effect. Step number four, or step number five, if you're actually keeping up with this podcast. Analyze the results and draw conclusions. Slowly, we are coming at the end of the journey where we see the results that we have from the initial experiments. This step, along with step number four, is the time-consuming and it's quite iterative. You test your hypothesis and then you confirm, reject, or modify it until you learn something new. In my case, as we said, the question was, does the piezoelectric property modify the sound absorption property of acoustic foams? The result was yes. As to how? Well, the answer here is it depends. To explain this, uh, in an electrical circuit, when we have to consume energy, we use a resistor. But not all resistors are created equal. If a resistor is too small, then the electricity doesn't flow as much through the resistor. Let's imagine that it kind of jump over it and continues. If the resistor is too big, then it becomes so hard to even go through the resistance, so again, you don't have enough energy dissipation through it. There's a sweet spot, and that's exactly what we found with the piezoelectric property in acoustic foams. And onward to step number six, where we reproduce the experiment until there is no more difference between your prediction and the result. That's basically the most fun of doing the research. If there is no reproducibility in the results, there is no science. And here's where people start to confuse the word theory we use in science and in everyday context. Someone can say, for example, I have a theory that my neighbor is stealing the chilies from my chili plant. Or I have a theory that the light hides in the fridge every night when I go to sleep. What that means is a guess. In science, when someone makes a theory, it's never a guess. It's a system of explanation that ties together years of work and results. And what is important is that the theory not only explains those facts, but also predicts what you have to find when you observe something else. So to close this explanation, I'd like to quote one of my favorite comedians, Dara O'Brien. Science knows it doesn't know everything, otherwise it would have stopped. Our understanding of the fundamental aspects of the universe changes. Sometimes things and conclusions 
changed based on new methodologies, better resolution of tests, and better understanding. When that happens, please, oh please, don't go blaming science and scientists and turn to other, extremely less reliable sources for knowledge. A great example. 100 plus years ago, we started burning coal for energy and we were all happy. It's a very nice way to create some energy for your house. Now we understand better what the implications of burning coal are. So we realize that this is probably not the best way to generate energy because we're destroying the planet. It's not science's or the scientists' fault that hundreds of years ago they didn't know that. It is science's fault though that we now know it and that we need to do something about it. Anyway, that was my rambling episode about the scientific method and a little bit about my work. Thank you very much for listening. Please share the episode, subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts and use the hashtag LeftatisAskScience to give suggestions or ask your questions that I'll try my best to find the best answer to. Next episodes are coming soon and they're from different and very diverse fields. The next episode is going to come sooner than this one, I promise. Until we meet again, take care, keep learning, and be kind.